How do you successfully launch into five new international markets during a pandemic? What if the key was community? How could this apply to you and your business? Get ready to be inspired by Dashina Kroshkina as she shares how she uses community to launch and scale her enterprise. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. Today, we're going to hear from Forbes 30 Under 30 in Russia, Dasha Kroshkina. She shares how she is starting and scaling businesses using community. As we begin, the Outbound Conference is coming up in just a few weeks. It'll be running live and online from June 15th through 18th. If you are in sales or lead a sales team, you don't want to miss this incredible event. Outbound is packed with training and inspiration to help you take your results to the next level. I'm looking forward to sharing two different sessions with strategies on how to build your revenue growth engine and drive exponential growth. You can attend in person or virtually. Listeners to the Revenue Growth Podcast can get $100 off by using the discount code ALIGNMENT100 at www.outboundconference.com. Today's guest is going to stretch your thinking. Dasha believes that the way to launch and scale a business is through creating community. She shares how she built communities to launch study-free in five international markets during the pandemic. You'll learn why she believes that community is the product, and you'll also discover best practices for launching and scaling a community around your product. The conversation today will stretch your thinking and inspire action. So grab a pen and a notepad, and let's join Dasha after a word from our sponsors. Dasha, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Hi, I'm really happy to be here today. Thanks for yeah, having me. You're, uh, I'm so excited about this conversation. And uh, first of all, I just have to say massive congratulations, Forbes 30 Under 30 uh, in Russia. That's exciting. You expanded into five new markets during the pandemic. Uh, Dasha, you're crushing it right now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a really exciting year so far. Uh, really lots of progress, and I'm really super grateful that I've managed to grow so fast, especially during the pandemic, and get such recognition, especially from Forbes. Oh, fantastic. So exciting. And I know a huge part of the success in this past year and in building uh, Study Free and all of that has been how you have used community to increase engagement. So give us a window into that. When you when you think about using community to increase engagement, what does that mean to you? Uh, I think what is really different in our case, that's in our case, the community is actually, it's a product. 
Because the traditional approach, how we see different brands building communities, like, hey, it's kind of like brand loyalty. It's something very, you know, like not measurable, something really nice to have around, but God knows how it actually functions and how it actually can contribute directly. Mm-hmm. In our case, uh, me as a very like growth hacking and metrics focused person, it's like in our case, the community is the product is the core organic center of the product and uh, every, you know, like engagement, every action inside of the community and community members should be con- direct contribution to the specific product metrics. In our case, what we found the major, I guess, like value of the product of the community's product is going to be motivation for students because whenever you're going and uh, we usually work with the students for like multiple years helping them with their like personal development, matching with the schools, with scholarships, career. It's so frustrating, you know, like there's like lack of support. It's like up and ups and downs and people like start to lose motivation. So having, you know, like community as, um, as a support is like virtual hand holder. It was uh, really crucial. In terms of like building engagement for us, it was really trying to identify how actually this ecology of the community of social networks has been changing, especially during the pandemic, because the whole world went online. People might not be actually willing to spend that much time online. So -hmm. what actually means the value for the students, for the user, the the engagement itself, and as as a result, uh, the value for the products and for the business. So that's kind of like quite a complicated equation we have to solve over the year. But uh, yeah, it seems like we're moving towards the right direction. That is, you know, that's such a profound realization that community is the product. And by, for a little bit of context, tell us what uh, what Study Free is and what you've been working on, uh, just for some context before we dive into uh, the community is the product. So tell us about Study Free and what you're working on. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I started right uh, to the metrics, my favorite part. But yes, yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, this is all about revenue growth. We're all about the numbers. So good for you. So yeah, we'll rewind. Uh, study free. What is that? And, and what's the story behind that? Yeah, so study free. It's an online platform that helps uh, that matches students with international opportunities worldwide. So initially, we started with matching students with uh, international college degrees and scholarship grants and getting them through the whole application process up to securing the funding and then relocating. But then we actually expanded even further and we started to work with students like two, three years before getting to the school, helping them with their personal development, increasing their profile, you know, like making sure. So basically we're like a hacker, you know, like let's imagine a video game and we like that hacker that nailed the game and we know how to guide the person directly to the, the last level, you know, like with like less steps. So we actually know what a 15-year-old student from, I don't know, like Texas needs to do, you know, like to be able to get a really high paying job somewhere like in Singapore, if he wants to explore like Asia or like 15-year-old Indian person to end up in Tesla. So that's our unfair advantage. Uh, so yeah, we have 70,000 students that actively plan with us from like across like six different markets. And yeah, we've been growing really, really fast in this direction. So kind of like creating this super lifestyle product that's going to match all the opportunities for personal growth and development across different countries and regions in one place. Amazing. Amazing. And once again, congratulations on the incredible growth. I want to unpack this concept of the community is the product. I know, you know, in business, a lot of times we're thinking the product's the product, right? The, what we sell our service and, and maybe, maybe there's a, you know, maybe there's a back end support function 
that has a, you know, community or a forum or something like that. But you shifted and put that community right in the very middle. What does that look like? And, and how do you see that applying to other, other businesses? Yeah, so actually, I would like maybe to split this when we're talking about the community as a product to maybe mm-hmm. four major components. Uh, so first, it's it's engagement itself. It's mm-hmm. a retention, how community actually contributes to the retentions and the products. It's actually they're getting growth and it's UGC content, user-generated content when the community itself helps to grow the business. And then like all the referral and acquisition and growth as a business. So in our case, when it talks about engagement, uh, so when, like no matter how great the product is, it's impossible to fit all the needs and demands right away. It's going to be for sure some very personalized questions, some new additional features, some questions, brainstorming that it's impossible to ask within the software itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like Gmail sometimes has like some bugs, so like something like, hey, I don't really know how to use to make it more personalized. So the community itself, you know, like but people like to talk to other people and to be able to actually talk and have the conversation around the core function of the product mm-hmm. is what, you know, uh, what like people are going to be coming back for, you know, like they, they're going to be coming back on a daily basis. I mean, like, what is the first thing you're going to be checking in the morning? Messages, Instagram, WhatsApp, I don't know, Telegram if you're in Russia, just to check. Mm-hmm. What is it there? Because you're creating the social, um, social capital. Uh, so that's what we're trying to do. Let's allow students, students, in our case, people to create a social capital inside a product. And coming back and let the community and all this engagement and talk to fill in the gaps that you have inside the product. Then the higher engagement you have, the higher value they're going to be getting, and that's going to be affecting the retention. Plus, sometimes you don't really realize what is the next product. Like, for example, that's the core thing we have. But like, what if students actually, I mean, not students, sorry, that's my professional. Uh, no <laughs> worries. People need something, something else. They need something additional. And actually, the community is the very you know like is is the most valuable you know, source of insights how you're actually going to extend the lifetime value what are going to be potential upsells how you're going to be transforming and the community itself can be you know like the mvp the minimum value product of the of the next of the next product you don't need the software to test it you already have the initial version and then the community kind of like helps to uh continue this uh, then in our case, uh, because we really need to have, we have SaaS platform, so we don't have our own courses, but we gather all the experience and unique expertise on this specific matter. And if initially we started uh, with digitalizing our own experience on international admission, right now we actually, we centralizing experience and expertise of all the people, of all the community members, of all the people around the world who've been down this road and digitalizing inside the products. So if before, we could, for example, grow the content, I don't know, twice a month. Right now we can do this 20x per month just because we allowed people like, hey, you want to share your story on Instagram? Why you just don't share with the people who actually need it? But we're going to help you to make it in a very centralized, a value-driven and centric way. And of course, like referral, and that's something, you know, like brand communities have been talking about. So for me, I have like the huge dashboard on the community the metrics, what actually each message, each topic, each reaction actually means to the pro. Yeah, I'm, I'm very metrics, a metric-centric person. Growth mm-hmm. is my <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> but yeah, that's how it works in our case. Wow, that is amazing. And I'm just, my mind is, is pinging off in so many different directions, thinking about how this can apply to so many different types of businesses. And 
And I think, you know, on one sense, on one hand, I think some people listening may go, my clients wouldn't want to be in a community. But if you think about it, they have a lot of things in common and they have common goals, needs, aspirations, and they'd probably like to hang out with some other people like them. Yeah, definitely. But I think the core here is actually is also to listen to your clients and to mm-hmm. understand what would be the nature and the format of the community. Like, for example, students uh, definitely like to chat and, you know, like, and, uh, and interact, like, for example, on social media. But then, like, for example, if your product is B2B SaaS and you sell into, like, high enterprise, of course, people are going to be spending this time. So I think in this case, it's very important to have the metrics on the community, the engagement, what you're tracking should be very representative to the values and to the, the uh, patterns uh, of, of your audience. Like, for example, if, if you're talking about the students, maybe the number of messages per day would be very valuable because they actually like talking to each other. Mm-hmm. At the same time, having and trying to create the same metric on, I don't know, like CTOs of startups or like CEOs is actually going to bring the negativity because these people value time. They don't want to have 100 messages per day. They want to have something different. So maybe for them, the engagement metric is going to be different. And that's really, I guess, like complicated. Not the same, I mean, not the same engagement is good for like different products and different audiences. And I think that's one of the most difficult things right now uh, to actually identify what actually valuable, what kind of engagement is valuable for your audience. And that's going to be valuable for your product. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm just thinking of other companies today. I blocked off of my calendar, Apple's worldwide developer conference. I'm an Apple nerd. Everyone listening to the podcast knows that. And so, uh, and I'm not even a software developer, but I want to be a part of that community, right? I want to know what's going on. And that community happens to gather every June and, uh, you know, and then um, Tim Cook gets up with all his buddies and and talks about all the new gadgets we're going to go to their store and buy right away. But um, in all the new technology, I love that. That's a community. A community doesn't necessarily have to be an app or a website, although that's huge in facilitating it. Um, I think of another company, it was a software provider inside a vertical market. They had a user group, right? They had a community meeting every year. And I think this concept of, of community uh, is, is really, really powerful. Dasha, you you have scaled into five new markets in the past year, which congratulations, that had to be incredibly challenging during the pandemic. What role did community play in rolling out new markets in an international business environment? Yeah, actually, community was the first step and actually was like the starting point of every new market. So before we decided to open and to go to any new country, the very first point was like, hey, let's first find out or like create the local community of people who've been down this road. Like in our case, it was like mentors. Let's find Brazilian people who've been studying abroad. And first, let's get insights, pain points, what are the values, understand the whole process. And for me, it was the most important to replicate the thinking process because how they make decisions from this point zero to point one, Indian students, Russian, American, Brazilians, Africans is completely different. And then first is the major insights that help us to shape the product. And because they've been down this road, they face this pain, they're so loyal and really helping us. And the second point, Hmm. imagine you have like new country from like foreigners coming and teaching you what to do. Having the local representatives in the local community really helps you to gain the trust. When you don't have the local traction, when you don't have, you know, anything, any recognition in the new market, and then you have local people 
write it down the straw, say like, hey, we are with these guys, we trust them, and we're going to be helping to, to ensure the goals with these guys. So uh, that's been tremendously helping uh, with the trust, and especially in Asian markets, because Asian markets, Asian countries, and African countries, there is so much historically community-centric. They're like much less individual. Mm-hmm. And then having a community actually became one of the major selling points and value proposition that we have right now, especially like in India and Africa. But it's, it starts with the community, it grows thanks to community and continues for the community. Wow. <laughs> the community is the product. I mean, that that is a mind-blowing concept when you think about, you know, wow, the community is the product. And there's so I'm I'm curious, and we got people listening in, business owners, sales leaders, marketing leaders, um, they're going, huh, Dasha, this is interesting. I mean, where would you get started when it comes to building a community? Um, in, you know, let's just let's say someone in the B2B space. This one's, you know, if you if you had a business to business environment, um, let's say at a SaaS product, for example, um, maybe just to give some context to it. Like where, how would you begin building a community? Well, I think it's always begins with really talking to your customers and really understanding the needs. So in our case, what really helped us to shape the concept of the communities, the product is actually the, uh, is, it's like breaking down what actually customers want to achieve, what they actually like in right now and how we can fill in the gaps. And then the community became the organic way of kind of like filling the gaps. Like for example, uh, for B2B SaaS, maybe one of the potential problems, like, hey, what's you're lacking? What are you missing? How are you gonna use mm-hmm. the product? Like, hey, maybe I don't really understand how to use it because I don't know, like the HubSpot, it has so many different features. What are the grow hacks? How I'm gonna be finding, how, like, I know hiring, what is the best way to learn it? So it's, it's really about how you're gonna really help uh, your customers use your products in the most efficient way and really understand. And maybe, you know, there's going to be some additional learning and so on. But it always starts with talking with the customers and really understanding and looking beyond what you have right now and trying to see how they actually the community can be. I will see that community can be the minimum viable product, the MVP mm-hmm. uh, of your future extension, and then Very building around this. Because people trust people, people want to talk to people, and mm-hmm. uh, and that can be such such efficient way of actually letting you know like your customers talk to your customers and not hiring you know like the the whole army of the support managers, just because you know like people are actually going to be finding the answers within themselves. Fantastic, and I'm curious as we wrap up today, when you launch, when you think about launching a community, obviously there's. Um, common social network platforms you could use to launch a community, just thinking about the practical digital side of it, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, et cetera, go down the list, depending on your market, uh, versus launching a community inside um, your own platform, creating your own uh, platform. What, what advice would you give when someone's considering that? How does that look for study broad, study free? Sorry. Uh, so we actually, we still do have it in a separate outside platform because we always start with the users and we do understand mm-hmm. that we want to test the whole concept in the environment that is most comfortable and convenient for them. Like for example, not in our case, it would be either WhatsApp or like different messaging app because it should be something very organically. And plus 
community is very iterative. You don't really know what is going to be the engagement patterns, what you're going to actually need. So it's much easier to test on something external because people have been working on the features of LinkedIn and Facebook for like years. You can't really outspace them. And when you actually find and you find this product market fit of the community within your like bigger products, then it actually makes sense to see the ways how to implement external. Like the end goal for us is to have it merge into like one platform, but we still find in the ways uh, what how it actually should look like. What it's really important for me is the ability to track. Again, like I'm very metrics focused nerd. So I don't like offline that much because usually offline you can really track, but like anything online, I was, I'm usually making the preference towards something um, that is really trackable. Like for example, you can see, I don't know, like visitors, the engagement, or you have like some external tools. We didn't really go to the specific product. I mean, community software, because in my concept was like, well, we either integrate to something they already have in use or later on, we're going to migrate them to our internal platform. But if you're going to create the community in the community platform, then that's going to be their product, not ours. So it's going to be either what already uh, uh, our clients use or our own, but not something third party. I don't want to make inconvenience for the customers to migrate around you know, like different platforms. And then when we go to external platforms, then we just give them our product. We don't create our own. So beautiful. So beautiful. What an incredible conversation. And once again, just congratulations on uh, all the growth, all the exciting things happening um, in your world. It's really, really cool. All of our listeners, you definitely want to follow Dasha and see what's going on because I have a sneaking suspicion you're going to continue to innovate. So, hey, as we wrap up today, what uh, what advice would you give to uh to entrepreneurs and innovators right now as we look forward into 2021 and beyond? Uh, think outside the box, you know, like uh, green is not green, white is not white. <laughs> uh, if something been existing before, it doesn't mean that, that the only shape and color, it could be continuously growing. So just shape the concepts, communities, instruments, metrics uh, to the way that serves the best for clients and your audience and just don't go within the standards. Community used to be brands and right now it could be products. And it's up to you how you're actually gonna implement and how you're gonna shape it. Fantastic. Well, Dasha, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. This has been fantastic and inspirational uh, and uh, very, very innovative. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, we did as well. And to everyone else listening in today, this part of the Revenue Growth Podcast audience, thank you. Thank you to everybody who's leaving reviews, sharing the podcast. It helps us spread the message. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you at the Outbound Conference coming up in mid-June. If you haven't got your ticket yet, just go to outboundconference.com. Use the code ALIGNMENT100, get $100 off your ticket. And until next time, let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.